Hello, everyone. Wait a minute. I started talking too soon. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and I hope you don't have plans because today on Swapping Horror Stories, we are watching the wedding play. Well, we're watching. You're not watching it. But it, especially if you're driving. Maybe you are, though. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I'm Caleb. And this is Swapping Horror Stories. And I'm with my co-host. Lauren. Hi. <sighs> And yeah. we have a guest. An incredibly special guest. And in the green room, I am going to recommend that they become a life coach because I feel so much better about myself. Uh, please introduce <laughs> yourself. <laughs> hello. Hello, Lauren and Caleb. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Brucker. I am the host of the horror movie podcast, Autopsy of a Horror Movie. So thank you so much for having me on here to talk about a non-horror movie. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited because I told Caleb, I was like, we should ask him because he doesn't do movies like this. <laughs> and I'm really excited. And you, by the way, have a great voice for podcasting. Um, it's very I, I don't understand that. Like I hear, I've heard other people tell me that. I don't get it at all. But I, I will take the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I... Wish I could explain. <laughs> it's very, so it's very soothing ASMR. -y. It's, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm sitting next to the fire and mm. it's, yeah. just, it's snowing outside, but not a lot. It's not a blizzard, but yeah. it's just, it's nice. Well, thank you. That's definitely like the, the vision board I put together when I was like making <laughs> my voice. show. I was like imagining like leather fireplace. Oh, okay. There's a killer in the house, but you don't know where. So like, that's kind of oh. like what I was trying to, trying to put together. What if you're the killer? Mm, oh. Possible. Possible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, I met Brucker on Dustin's podcast because he did like a Fear Street three-parter thing. Oh, that's yeah. right. I kind of forgot how we met. That's right. Yeah, that was interesting and stressful because I didn't know anyone else who was like joining and doing whatever. And it was like voice acting, <laughs> which is mm -hmm. so weird. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. That was the first time that I met you, I guess. And I still didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was fun. Uh, it was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, Dustin kind of like left us in the dark about, in case you don't know Caleb, we kind of, he wrote this, to, just to plug Dustin can read, um, he wrote out his own Fear Street, like miniseries, and like, okay. and he like pulled a bunch of podcasters. Anyways, we all had to do like voice acting for it. And just okay. when I sent him my lines, my takes, I did like I did like takes with me being very serious, me being goofy, and then I was like, "All right, now this is me doing it as if I'm like William Shatner." And just to, <laughs> well, you got into it <laughs> just to like you know get get the juices going and everything. But um, I'm really happy he didn't use those takes. <laughs> I wish he did. No, you and don't. A, oh, <laughs> a fun fact is Caleb actually was involved in that in a small way. I don't know if you remember Caleb. I feel like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was uh, that was when we first got introduced to kind of. Yeah, that's the first time I met Dustin. Um, yeah. And we did a quick thing. It actually reminds me of a very funny story of uh, the first time I met Brecker, which was on a Swapping Horror Stories podcast um, <laughs> five minutes ago, and we, we just had the greatest time. <laughs> no, so we did a practice run with. Dust, and that was good that was really smooth the way you went into that but we did a practice run before we uh dustin and i started recording and 
three of my friends, Caleb being one of them, (laughs) um, (laughs) we all just joined and went through the whole series together. And then um, Dustin invited them to be like the voicemail voices. Oh, yes. Those people. Yes. So Caleb is, I think, the dad who accidentally picks up the phone when the girl is leaving Mm -hmm. a voicemail. So (laughs) Classic. Yes. An icon. (laughs) A celebrity before he even knew it. (laughs) Um, yeah. So Caleb mentioned we had watched The Wedding Planner. Brucker, what did you think? We're not going to like summarize the movie or, well, we'll just like talk about it as if we're talking. About right. It. <laughs> yeah. So, so my thoughts on The Wedding Planner, um, aren't great. <laughs> no. <laughs> this was my first time watching it, actually. I've never seen oh it before. Oh my God. Okay. So let, let me, like when Caleb sent over the list of movies, um, that were, you know, available for for a slot or whatever uh what caught my eye about the wedding planners i like i've heard of it before I, I had no idea what it was about or anything but i was like you know that sounds fun i'll do that one and i was like i got married in september this this year so, Congratulations. so like a few months out of that thank you so i was like okay this would be like kind of fun to see how relatable it is or whatever or see like how <laughs> I, much sense i'm sense sure you did not that. relate to it <laughs> No, no. no, not at all. No. <laughs> um, the theme of this month, by the way, I don't know if it was included in the message, um, is we picked rom-coms where you're not rooting for the people. Oh, so, maybe. I can't remember if Caleb said that or not. If so, I probably just like glanced over it. But that's, no, you're <laughs> that's a funny theme, to be honest. That's really clever. <laughs> Thank you. We haven't thought of a name yet, but we're excited about it. This one, I really like. Did not like this one at oh, all. Thank God. I I, I, I was so worried no. as I come on here like offend people for like. No, not <laughs> I don't think many people like this movie. Um, Caleb, what did you think? Um, this is actually one of my favorite movies. I have a wedding planner tattoo. Um, <laughs> Show me, show me, show right me. Judy Greer. It better be in that font. I don't know what that font's called, but that special font. Wingdings. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, I had never seen this either, and I got uh, a big no thanks when I watched this. Oh, this uh, is amazing. Awesome. The whole thing. Amazing. I was just like thumbs down across oh. the board. It's rare. That's rare. That rarely happens. There's normally one yeah. person that's like, um, actually. But uh, <laughs> this is I great. This is great. A pretty pretty neggy pod. I'm okay with that. I like yes, it. we love to hate things here. Actually, <laughs> it's more enjoyable when people don't like the movie. I think versus liking it because then we're like, oh, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> versus, yeah. um not so <laughs> right i really couldn't i can't remember their names even but uh <laughs> i hated steve i thought he was horrible um i also found it very weird that mary got cheated on with her ex i think or that's the gist that i got mm-hmm. um but then she was kind of entertaining this thing with Steve, even though they didn't really do anything. It just like no one was really likable except that um, elderly woman in the Scrabble Club. <laughs> and Mossimo. He deserved way better. <laughs> what do you think, Brucker? This, you know, you know, to to link it back to the previous episode from your podcast I listened to, which was the one yeah. with Steven. Y'all talked about Barbarian. Much like Barbarian, this is 
toxic masculinity in all of its in yes. many different forms. I mean, you know, ranging from what seems like innocence, you know, oh, she's just playing hard to get to like, no, this is like how it's going to be kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, just to, you know, connect your episodes there. But um, <laughs> I... People often compare these two movies, The Wedding Planner and Barry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're one and the same. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I was doing like a little bit of research on the the filmmaker, the, the director, uh, which whose who's name escapes me at the moment. But um you know just seeing his resume you know he's done like other kind of corny movies like this you know he did like step up and he was a producer on hocus pocus 2 which i found interesting um and (laughs) the writers of this movie have not done anything else like the resume is this (laughs) and i was they tried (laughs) i was thinking the whole time like this movie was not written by people who have had to plan a wedding before uh yeah i feel I've never been a wedding planner, believe it or not, and I've never had to deal with planning a wedding, but it seemed very unrealistic where, yes. <laughs> like, yes, there's so many the, details just yeah. left out, and it's like, that's not, because, like, they they play her job, it, 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 like, they play her job as a wedding planner as just, like, a problem solver like someone is just like putting out fires day of the wedding like yeah no like 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 her bread and butter comes from knowing the vendors knowing where to get the good deals knowing yeah. like the best florists the venues like like that's where like sh- her expertise comes in not like how to manage a, a priest that has to go pee or like the, the the father of the bride having a meltdown that is not yeah. her that's not their jobs you know and like the thing yeah. that pissed me off the most is that at the end of the movie, sorry, I'm like jumping. No, and do it. We love it. <laughs> at the end of the movie, you know, when we're getting to like the climax and the wedding's kind of getting called off and Matthew McConaughey is like, you know, where is everybody? And um, da, 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 uh, Judy Greer's character is like freaking out because like the bride's gone, the groom's leaving. She's like, oh, great. So I have a wedding, but no bride and groom. And it's like, that's not your problem. You still got paid for this. Yeah, like, right? That, that is, <laughs> this, this, this responsibility does not fall on you. Like yeah. stuff being late, like catering, being late or whatever, that maybe falls on you. But like the, the bride and groom breaking up, that you didn't lose yeah. the account you, you're still getting the bill you know Brooker, i feel like you are the voice of wedding planners um being misrepresented in film it's because i lived with one for a year and a half now <laughs> when we were planning hours i love so that's what your wife does she's a wedding planner no but she planned our wedding oh okay <laughs> did you watch this with her uh no uh she she you know what she was doing all last night she was reading spare all night oh was she yeah yeah she was reading spare i have not read it but i've heard so much about it and seen like screen recordings of the audiobook and i really want to read it yes um yeah it kind of seems really funny in a weird way Mm -hmm. it's sad sad way sorry yeah but um, I'm Caleb. I kind of derailed you because I still want to hear about. <laughs> uh, I kind of just went on a long rant. I'm sorry, but uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. You will be receiving a comment card after if I don't get an average of four stars. <laughs> that's one strike. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, 
uh, I, yeah, I didn't like this movie. That's all right. <laughs> it was just a no for me. Okay, Caleb, you eloped. So yes. do you oh, smart feel... Guy. Smart guy. <laughs> Vastly different. <laughs> After watching this movie, do you feel like... Okay, yeah, I made the right choice in eloping because I didn't have to deal with. <laughs> when I, it's funny because uh, Natalie watched part of this with me, and when we both saw the opening wedding with all the flowers and the trees, we both looked at each other and we're like, "You could buy a fucking house mm-hmm. for how much those flowers cost." Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I feel like we, like, yes. You know, you want to have that moment where it's like, oh, you know, this is the moment where everybody is. But this is the 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 moment, you know, your whole life, you you've built it up uh, and you have this idea of what your wedding is supposed to be like. And of course, it'll never reach that idea, blah, blah, blah. But um, I, I think even though wanting that, to me, the most important thing is, you know, knowing that, you know, we we share this love and this respect and we were able to convey that on the day we eloped. So uh, mission accomplished. I do not miss the headache that a wedding looks like. So, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you didn't have to worry about Natalie falling in love with your wedding planner. No, that is a constant worry of mine. (laughs) No, I wake up in a cold sweat. (laughs) Do you have any idea how many wedding planners we run into on a weekly basis? (laughs) There's like 10 of them just outside your house right now waiting for her to leave. (laughs) Um, What did Natalie think of it? Did she like it or no? What she did see? We were both the whole movie just like, this is gross. Like if you're, if you're, if you save someone and then, okay, first of all, the whole thing, I'm sorry, but I'm about to, (laughs) um, first of all, if you save someone, don't fucking date them. All right. Don't (laughs) fucking, don't like date your patients. I think that's a rule we can all agree on. Especially if you're a pediatrician. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Especially then. (laughs) Strike number two. Hey, if you're engaged, maybe don't go on any dates with somebody that isn't (laughs) your fiance. That's just kind of a rule I have. I don't know if that's a universal rule, but if you're going to do that, eh, maybe being engaged isn't for you. (laughs) Right. I agree. I felt really bad for Fran. Granted, I don't really know if I liked her or not liked her. Like, I think she just was floating about in the movie. But I do love that actress. Um, And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just felt like them calling off the wedding was very rushed. I mean, obviously. It was very ex machina. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It was like, oh, here's the solution. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yes. Um, I will give the movie a smidge bit of credit for them not copping out with being like, oh, she's been cheating on him the whole time. And that makes her an awful person. Like it kind of was just like their love just they just fell out of love with each other. Yeah. Which is like, you know, that happens, but they could have spent more time showing that. (laughs) Yeah, I think so, too, because I feel like they were hardly ever in the same room in this whole movie, like maybe two or three times. But you don't really get to see them interact at all. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I agree. They could have shown that way more. Um, yeah. 
and to, to I'm sorry, but to, no, to your point about that, like them not even interacting, one of the things that drove me insane was when they actually are together, actually wedding planning, and the three of them go to that vineyard, I believe, yeah. to actually go, you know, go look at a venue, and uh, Steve gets you know, distracted with the Italian fellow to go do some male bonding. There's no way that she would have been cool with him not being a part of this stuff, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Realistically, I think anyone would be peeved about that. Like it just mm-hmm. was unnecessary. And maybe she's just used to him not being around. And that's why she's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, it's also like that very like kind of, boomeristic view of just like relationships and like the yeah. early aughts and everything where it's just like men don't care about any of this stuff and like it's just it's really like the day for the for the women and everything is like it's very much like that uh lens of it yes and they even have a name for it in the movie nids not into details um yeah. which was <laughs> weird <laughs> <laughs> um I did like some of the one-liners in this movie, and I wrote down a couple of them that actually made me laugh. When that old lady in the beginning says, if your mother was alive and she heard that, she'd wish she was dead. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, and then when that little boy <laughs> in the hospital, um, one girl says, or boy says, um, do you think she's going to heaven? And then that little boy goes definitely she's got the cleanest toes i've ever seen i don't know why but that really (laughs) made me laugh it was unexpected in my head where i was like okay yeah the the kids playing doctor was was pretty funny and then just like using all the lingo that they've like picked up from the hospital you know like i think she needs fluids you know things like that that was cute (laughs) it was i did feel like it showed that matthew mcconaughey is not a doctor when he came in and screamed because i feel like that's not what most doctors do (laughs) hey um and if they do do that i don't want to (laughs) go Yeah. Um, okay. What do you guys think about when Matthew McConaughey, Steve, comes to comes back to Jennifer Lopez's door and says, like, I know the curves of your face. Like, did you think that was weird or normal? Or it's like you literally <laughs> just said, you know, nothing about me, but, you know, every like inch of my face. So this is lust, yes. not love. Like yes, that's- <laughs> the physical aspects. It's, it's like, crazy. D- it's like, dude, you're you're you have a boner. I'm sorry. Like, go <laughs> home. <laughs> you're doing this. He's shaking his hand in agreement. Um, he kind of seemed really crazy in that moment. I was like, he feels like he could murder her right then. <laughs> he was planning on it. I mean, like, he was he took his time. He got her inside somehow. Yes. And he like even like built that fire, like which like you know that like takes that was a big roaring fire that took time you know yeah, so he, he was like a marshmallow. <laughs> he was rummaging through her house finding yeah. things getting things prepared like he was staging something <laughs> yeah it was not cute and endearing in the way that i think they intended it to be um mm-hmm. no. yeah i didn't like that at all <laughs> no no not a fan Maybe I'm still hung up on this. Okay. <laughs> but if all it takes is for you to go on a date 
where all you do is see an outdoor movie and you go, you know what? This is the one for me. I'm going to call my wedding off. <laughs> Maybe a wedding wasn't for you. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think I think Steve slash Eddie was not ready for marriage. I don't think he is still. <laughs> um, <laughs> just all of it was very weird. He mm-hmm. didn't even really know her, like going back to the curves of her face. Um, because he knows that she's a wedding planner and that she is in a Scrabble club. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 not a whole lot there. I mean, it's it, it's very lazy, honestly. Like, I mean, even for yeah. like early aunts rom coms, which don't you I like rom coms. Like, I'm not like yeah. here like saying What's like the your genre. Favorite one? Ooh, that's tough. Um <laughs> okay, another bad okay. So this one's bad. People probably okay. hate it, but one of my the one my like go to like feel good rom coms is Failure to Launch, another McConaughey one. Okay, I like I that, like that movie one. too. <laughs> okay, I think that one's funny. It, it, like it, yeah. it makes me really laugh, and it um I don't know, it's fun. It's a good time. And Terry Bradshaw's in it. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah, Fifty First Dates. That's another one. You know, I watched that one recently. Um, I'm a big Sandman guy. I love Adam Sandler. Um, <laughs> Sandman. I was like, who is that? the sandman oh Um, i love that but um yeah i mean you know i like serendipity you know all that other stuff too but uh yeah this just wasn't it (laughs) yeah this is the low one um okay finish your thought sorry i interrupted you no you're fine i totally forgot what my thought was to be honest uh you um, oh caleb do you remember I'm still just hung up on the fact that commit to I the didn't. bit. That was great. Um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no. I mean, this movie. There, there's a lot that is wrong with it. Oh, we were kind of talking about them not being, not actually being ready, yeah. for marriage and, and things like that. Um, the thing that kind of stuck out to me the most was that you know this was definitely that early aughts sort of thing of how she's a woman that's too concerned with her career and isn't yeah. ready for commitment or whatever just because she, you know, she's trying to make partner and everything like they very much show that up front but but then like you know it's still kind of like that sexist view is like okay well she has to commit her whole life to a career but like he's a freaking doctor and is like still getting like married like the showing that he is still ready for marriage and everything like like medical yeah. school and internships and then like fellowships with that and everything. I mean, like you're like by the time you're like actually like working like in a practice like that, you're like in your like your mid thirties by that point or whatever. So like it's kind of like, yeah, he's like dedicated his whole life to his career, which maybe speaks to why he's been with the same person his oh, whole yeah. life because he hasn't had time for that. But like, it's also, it's just like annoying that they never show both sides of that. You know how like yeah. it's always, the woman that is stuck in trying to get a career, trying to yeah. trying to trying to minimize the, the the gender pay gap, but um, while he's just okay doing whatever he wants, you know. I agree, and that was something I thought right away. Where I was like, okay, there is a theme with the movies we've watched this month. Um, <laughs> this one having like there's a problem with every woman in this right off the bat, where it's like in what was it my best friend's wedding she's 
involved in her career. She doesn't really know how to love. Second one, never been kissed. She is just like a wreck. (laughs) (laughs) And then in this one, she is too organized. She is too into her job. She needs to loosen up. So it's like, why can't they just be like, she is this way, but she will also find someone. Like, why do you have to change who you are to meet someone? It's just very strange. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about conforming. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, flipping into, like, the other side to, like, a movie that I feel like The Wedding Planner is trying to ape a lot is another Sandman movie, The Wedding Singer, also a great movie. Uh, yeah, that one, like, so s- similarly, in, in a way, he he is Adam Sandler in that movie. He is very much into his career and everything, but like that doesn't play into why he can't get married or, or find love or anything like that. And it's because it's starring a man, I think is why like they don't like make that an issue or whatever. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Like it's okay for him to pursue something like that. But if, in this one, it obviously is not granted. She's not a singer, but even if the, like gender was flipped in the wedding singer, I do think it would have been an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. A, she's too involved with her band, and she's trying to make it big. <laughs> yeah. And you know, she 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 needs somebody to ground her. You know. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm sure all wedding singers have that issue. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, Caleb, did you have any notes or questions about this movie? That you have not had a chance to bring up yet. I literally wrote those two quotes down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think kind of. I I think when these movies come up, you know, it's kind of natural to dissect it a little bit, right? Because it's kind of like, whoa, uh, you know, just like how you have this double standard of, you know, a woman couldn't possibly juggle a career in a relationship. It's got to be one or the other. Um. And this brings me to a thing that I think is kind of an issue, or at least this was definitely a me issue. Uh, and that is a lot of people, but I would say more so men, kind of learn about interacting with, uh, in terms of uh, romantic relationships, through media. And so it's like, oh, no, you just need to chase somebody. You need to convince them they like you. And that is gross. And that is, like, as I'm saying it, like, I hope that hearing it out loud, it's kind of like, oh, that is disgusting. Um, Yeah, it's weird. And just, you know, this whole, like, oh, well, you need to, you know, take care of a woman and what that entails, or take care of your partner. Uh, And what that entails is opening the door for them and doing this. And while cool, you know, it's even doper uh, knowing anything about them other than the the curves of their face. Uh, So try a favorite color. Flecks of gold in their eyes or whatever it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think, I think we turn a lot to media uh, to learn a lot of things about life at which totally can. And I think it's totally acceptable and all that, but I think it's also, and I'm not trying to say, Oh, you know, everybody has this Disney fairy tale fantasy. No, absolutely not. You know, have know what you want and know what you want to get out of, you know, know your worth and all that. But at the same time, uh, maybe do better at respecting people. I don't know. Yeah. No, (laughs) I mean, 
very well said and like you know kind of what you're speaking to is very much kind of like how you say kind of like adolescents or younger people kind of learn behavior through media and that's like kind of like why some of these things are like imprinted so much and you know you're really yeah. getting into like kind of like the male gaze of it all mm-hmm. and um and uh, you know what what instead of the message of kind of like what you're saying how like it's portraying you know just just keep going you know just be um not just keep going, but uh, like, um, you know, they're playing hard to get, just like keep trying to be convincing or whatever. The real message should be, you know, put your best self out there. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, it's, you know, you trying to be your best self each time and you will, <laughs> that's, that's when you'll find compatible people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, which does tie back to the whole, why do they have to change? <laughs> Because exactly. you should just be yourself. Like, ideally, that's how you meet the right person for you. Mm-hmm. Um, not. Okay. One thing about how they met that I thought was weird. Well, obviously, he saved her, whatever. But how he was laying fully on top of her for so long. Like, caressing her face. Her face. And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was super weird. If I were a bystander, I would be like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> Sir, do you know her? Yes. You <laughs> feel safe. The whole time I was thinking, because, you know, you can see like people in the background staring yeah. at them. The whole time I was just thinking, if this was today, there should be like phones, like recording this and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, and then like, then there should be like somebody like, wow, look at this simp, you know? <laughs> just, like, <all> <laughs> um, if it were me and I were J-Lo, uh, I would want to die if that happened. <laughs> to me, I think this whole thing would be so embarrassing, <laughs> like completely. Um, but on the subject of JLo, <laughs> segue. Um, do you guys have any opinions on her music? <laughs> no. Because I don't know if I've listened to much of her music, honestly. There are a lot of rumors, and it may even be confirmed that she does not sing her own vocals. Um, I think there's, like, also the fact that she's done – I think, like, Ashanti has done her vocals before, like, before she was famous. I think that's who it is. Um, And Mariah Carey and J-Lo – do not like each other. (laughs) I pulled up a quote on Twitter for us to react to. (laughs) Oh, okay. my God. Um, Twitter In 2001, when Mariah was told J-Lo had eight hours of sleep a night, Mariah said, if I had the luxury of not actually having to sing my own songs, I'd do that, too. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> and I think it's rumored that before Mariah was big or, like, as big as she is, my sister is a huge Mariah Carey stan. Um, I'm sure she's listening and correcting me as we speak, but <laughs> I think JLo also used Mariah Carey's vocals before. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of drama. <laughs> That's all That's I know. Insane. I know loose amount of drama about this. A loose amount. I love that. <laughs> yes. That's me with any subject. <laughs> I would like to say something to trigger Marissa. Okay. Uh, Something about Mariah Genevieve Carey. That's all I needed. All right. I know she's correcting me right now. I was like, is that her middle name? (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) 
Wow, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more in depth, but I have found a way to relate this to Taylor Swift. And <laughs> Mariah Carey's mom is an opera singer, okay. and Taylor Swift's grandmother was an opera singer. So ah. I have something in common. <laughs> My sister is probably annoyed with me. <laughs> Um, oh my god <laughs> um, that honestly is all that I have to say about the movies so we could talk about other stuff as well um, unless we Brecker, do you have any additional notes thoughts final wrap ups oh my god yes bring up um, anything I, I, just, just one I wanted to at least, at least end this part of the show on a positive uh, oh. so something I will say that I did um, take away from that I liked about the movie uh, was that there were several instances of like really good like camera work in this. Um, there, there was a lot of like long tracking shots in this, which I thought was like very well done. Um, you know, lots yeah. of just one takes of like watching her walk through everything without cutting and her managing all this stuff and everything. Yeah. And I thought like thematically that was very clever to like really play into the 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 theme of like organizing chaos and like just like you know we're just rolling with it like the camera's not even going to cut we're just going to stay on everything just watch her do her magic those types of flares thought were cool and it speaks to the director's um strengths as a choreographer as well because i mentioned he's he's directed lots of movies that involve choreography like lots of like dance movies too yeah. and everything so it was kind of cool to see like all right these are these are where his strengths are but like yeah He's he's kind of stuck with his shitty script, so because <laughs> none of it all falls onto one person. You know, it was a team of people that came yes. together. Yeah, they all worked together to make probably the worst movie we watched this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, not probably. It is like I even preferred my best friend's wedding over this. Um, even though oh. I oh you didn't. Uh, they all kind of ran together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Caleb had never seen any of these movies before this. So um, that helped like watching all of these with new eyes. Um, I will say I'd never seen this movie in full or at least that I can remember as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think I preferred my best friend's wedding over this, even though I hated all the characters way more, but I don't know. There was just something about this that it was like, we didn't get enough character development between the couple. I didn't really like Mary enough to care what happened to her. <laughs> like, I didn't want her to die, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't care if she found anyone. And then the only person I really liked in this movie was the elderly woman. Um, she was my favorite character. I have to concur. Her and the the kids in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. They carried this film on their back. (laughs) They really did. Yeah. (laughs) Is it just me or the Jennifer Lopez seem like, like whenever she spoke, she seemed way too mousy, like in the way that she was delivering her lines. Like it was almost like a whisper every time she was talking. Yeah. Like I think they were, it was as if, even though she's super controlled and dominating in what she does for work, in real life, 
quote unquote, <laughs> she is unsure and insecure. So I don't know. Like it seemed, mm. it just was weird. I don't know. I agree. It kind of just felt like, oh, Jennifer Lopez is acting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the going back to kind of like her being like in control and everything and like the movie trying to do this weird balance of showing that like she can be like made uncomfortable but like like i was talking after i watched this movie i like i was talking to my best friend last night about it and <laughs> you um, called him up you were well, like, he I called me and said hey what are you up to i was like i'm watching the wedding planner he was like <laughs> he was like oh that's uh that's the one with uh he thought I, he thought i was watching the wedding singer i was like no. he goes oh yeah that's a good one i was like no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> don't mistake uh, watching one of the mcconaughey he goes oh yeah that's not good mcconaughey um <laughs> But um, the way the way I don't know if you guys watched this Nickelodeon show, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. I remember. I was, saying, I was mm-hmm. saying I was telling him this is like a really bad episode of Ned's Declassified <laughs> because oh. the the amount of corny music and like really awful sound effects throughout the whole movie was so just corny and cheesy, <laughs> and like the one like the 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 apex of it was. When her and Matthew, Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey, they were at, I think it was like a nursery, like looking at like flowers or something, and flowers, I believe. And it's when she bumps into her ex fiance and she does the whole like, ah, frantic woman thing and like just ducks down and is like crawling everywhere. It's like all like this cheesy music playing. But then, like, as soon as she's like caught by him, she like snaps back into like being in control, be like, oh, this is the dude that left me on the altar by cheating on me at, at our wedding and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you obviously have all of the power in this scenario. Why were you even like scared yeah. to like bump into him? I don't know. And it's just like, isn't it hilarious that she's like <laughs> scared to like bump into her ex? Isn't that relatable, guys? Like, I don't know. It just yeah. felt, it felt bad. It felt cringe. I hated it. I felt cringe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It felt, I don't know. Like, they did sprinkle in these moments to add humanity, but it just never really hit the way that they intended it to. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it might have been funny in the aughts. I don't know, actually, because this has, like, really poor Rotten Tomato score, too. So it, I don't know. What's the score? I just looked 17%. Oh, generous. <laughs> <laughs> Slam from Caleb. <laughs> um. I did want to bring up something that I loved about the movie. Um, and that was that I do believe the runtime was under two hours and I can always get behind a movie that is less than two hours. <laughs> I was just about to make a joke about that. That is, This movie is blissfully under two hours. Yes. I, and I do have a question for Brucker. What would it take for you to marry an alien. Now I understand you're married already. <laughs> Lauren, please. Cheyenne has asked me to continue this bit and I will do it till the day I die. Did she really ask? No. <laughs> so fold <laughs> <told> so easy. <laughs> I know. So, let's say different different timeline. You haven't met your lovely wife. You meet an alien. <laughs> What's it gonna take? I mean, it's going to take for me to put my best self out there. It's going to take for them (laughs) to put their best self out there. Um, It's going to take understanding. Um, I really hope that we can communicate 
somehow, you know, whether they understand English or I understand whatever it is that they speak. Um, That's, uh, that's definitely going to be a big factor into it because you got to be able to communicate. Um, And uh, are they rich? I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Physically, what would you be looking for in an alien? This is the strangest conversation. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know. Um, okay. Bones are important. There has to be structure. Um, okay. There needs Ooh, to be a framework. You're the first person to say bones. Framework. I mean, it can't be like a like an amoeba. You know, like okay. it, there needs to be like actual structure because you know I don't want to marry a flubber. Um, and I mean, in the sense of being like amorphous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the plus, if they did not have bones and were a flubber is if you ever locked yourself out of the house, they could just slide That's under the door and unlock it. That is it. a great point. Yeah. Kind of a turn on. That- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Follow-up question, Brecker. <laughs> Would you like to go see a movie outdoors? Uh... <laughs> Lauren got the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay, I think there's a chance for you to fall in love with an alien. Yeah. Not in this timeline, but but right. The next episode you're on, we'll we'll have some you have an alien on. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we like this? This, this <laughs> weirdest thing that we've started. Does and, the, I really want? I really ahead. want to know. Does the Zencaster work on the mothership? Like, like, do they do? Do, Ooh, do they, does the oh. IP address register? These are these are questions that I have. I okay. want to believe anything is possible. If aliens exist, then you can record a podcast on the ship. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you more questions about your podcast. So, how did you get started? Because I don't think I know this at all. Oh. And I know uh, Caleb does not. No, well, well, thank, lovely question. I never get asked that. Um, so, for so I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, the I'll, I'll try to be as succinct as I can because I'd be long winded. But be long winded. It's okay. <laughs> for autopsy of a horror movie, this was this is my second podcast. I had a podcast before it, which was another movie podcast. It was just generally movies there was no like specific genre we covered um it was called film on the rocks and i did it with a good friend of mine from college named levi and we did that for like a solid year together and it was so much fun um it was just great and but we had to stop because he was uh you know him and his wife were buying a house and he was just a little too caught up adulting in his career so you know he kind of had to stop and um but we we did this segment where we would recommend movies once a month and i realized i was always recommending a horror movie without really acknowledging that i had a fascination with horror because um well anyways so and that's when i kind of like really started to just like get more into the genre and uh this is all when i was in grad school so i was like already like reading papers all the time and like having to think like very like critically and analytically about like the stuff i was doing every day and that carry forward into just like how i like to 
watch movies and just like I realize that the the genre of horror is a very broad genre and a very rich genre. Like it it's been a vehicle to talk about all sorts of taboo things, uh, societal things, political things um, without sometimes it even really being obvious that like, that's what the movie is about. Um, And I think like, well, like the best examples is like James whale. I don't know if you're familiar with who James whale is. He was, he was the man that directed uh, some of those um, early universal monster classic movies like Frankenstein, um, the (laughs) bride of Frankenstein, uh, the invisible man, old dark house he directed and kind of like pioneered a lot of those early monster movies that are still okay. very popular today and he was an openly gay man uh in the 40s and you can really tell that there's a lot of like queer imagery and like queer messaging in the movies that he did but like it doesn't like if you're just watching the movie face value it, you don't like really pick that up but like if you kind of like sit down and like really pay attention to like what's like actually happening. You're like, Oh wow, this is like a very gay movie. And like, I I think that's like very cool how horror has always been like a vehicle for storytelling like that. And so I had shutter press credentials. um, And I was like, you know, maybe I could like put these to, to good use and start like a horror podcast and like kind of like, dedicate my time to like studying the genre some and get being able to interview filmmakers and stuff from shutter shutter's been like super awesome um so yeah so that's kind of like why i started is because like i was just i didn't want to stop podcasting but i couldn't and i wanted to like kind of not like devote myself but like really just like show why there's merit in horror yeah and talk about it with people and filmmakers but also like have fun at the same time so yeah that's kind of like how my show got started in like the, I believe it was early 2020 when, when, when autopsy started. Yeah. So sorry, that was a very long answer. No, I loved it. Um, I, I have a follow-up question. Yes. You mentioned Levi and um, you mentioned that Levi got cut up in their career. You mentioned that Levi was busy adulting. Do you feel like it was up to you to kind of, be that grounding force to kind of get them to loosen up a little to kind of you Caleb, know I knew absolutely this. no <laughs> no yeah i had to you know i had to like buy him some flowers i had to like okay really play, i know i just knew he was playing hard to get you know oh there it is yeah. there it is um <laughs> my question is how did you get shutter press credentials like tell us all about that not like the process but i guess like it's not an exciting that's a fun story oh it's (laughs) it's not like an exciting story but like shutter's just like really cool (laughs) oh i I got it when i was doing my uh, the film on the rocks and like october was coming up and i like went i like would just went crazy i was like we did 10 episodes in the month of october that year like i was like we're gonna go hard we're doing all this stuff and um and I was I had a sponsor at the time like a very small one like nothing like huge but I had a small sponsor um and I was like well you know I kind of have one like maybe I could like if I game plan enough ahead of time I could like maybe like try to establish a relationship and be like hey just so you know this is like our lineup we recommend shutter all the time you know would it be possible to like even if it's not like you paying us or just like a promo code so it just more people could just get on the platform yeah. And um I reached out to them uh and they actually got back to me. 
and they were just like, you know, hey, super appreciative for the offer and everything. But they're like, that's a whole other process that goes through third parties. Um, but if you would like, you know, as a consolation, I'll be happy to give to add you to our press list. And um, so you could like watch screeners. And if there's any filmmakers we have that are doing like press tours, you know, you'll be in the loop if you want to talk to them. Um, I was like, oh my God, that'd be amazing. And yeah, I didn't take advantage even better of better than a promo code. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it is. I was like, this is, so I kind of like f- got lucky and fell into it, but uh, I've been able to um, interview uh, their, their, their filmmakers like um, uh, Nora Uncle and uh, uh, Natasha Kermani have been, were like the two first directors I had like very early on. And they were just like, just super nice people um i've enjoyed everyone i've been able to meet with there um uh they they were just they've all been great and like i think like and that was like one of the goals i had for starting the show because i learned a lot of lessons from film on the rocks by like what i want to do with my vision and like for for a show you know what what i would enjoy if i were a listener and everything and it was a goal of mine to be able to interview people like that so um yeah it they were just great and it was like my goal to like make sure like when i interviewed them that like they actually enjoyed it and like i wanted to be sure like they wanted to come back on and and you know i've had i've had them all come on a couple of times like more than once not to just talk about their stuff but like i had a really fun episode with uh nor uncle to talk about the blair witch project oh that's Um, so cool that's so yeah and i think it's like fun and i don't know because i'm like the kind of guy that watches like the bonus features on dvds yeah and so i was just like oh my god like i'm because whenever i get to talk to them that's like when i get to be like all right so like i'm just going to nerd out and be like so was was this purposeful was this purposeful how did you you know kind of do this and everything and just really get into the weeds of you know why why did they make these choices or like uh natasha kamani she directed this movie called lucky and in the movie the color blue is in every frame of, oh, wow. of the movie. There's something blue, literally, yeah. in every single shot of the movie. And it was driving me nuts because I couldn't, like, decipher what that meant. And, like, I came up with some stuff. And so I was. it was just so cool to be like, all right, so what's the deal? Why is blue everywhere? Yeah. I can't figure it out. It's driving me nuts. And just seeing her smile be like, oh, people are like, picking up on stuff like this. It's, like, very cool to kind of see them yeah. being like, oh, like, it is translating or, like, oh, that's a weird take you had. That's not what I meant. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, it's been very fun. That is really exciting. And you could tell that, like, you do have a strong passion for what you do and what you create yeah. um, just with the episodes that you put out and the – I don't want to say organization, but like you do put thought into everything that you put out. You could tell. And I think you do a great job. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, you're great. I think, yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That that means a lot. Um, I I wish I had more time as of recently to put more time into the show and everything. But uh, I, I really appreciate all of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's hard to... It's like a second job. It is. And I like go through like waves of creativity where like sometimes I'm like at the top of my game. I'm excited to put out (laughs) content. I've like pre-edited everything and done posts. And then like currently I just am so tired that I am barely putting up the episode when it needs to be put up. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it is a lot of work. And I think especially what you do, because we do, I wouldn't say the bare minimum, but like we don't research. We don't go. You are super into film, too. So like we don't look up anything. We just show up to the episode. But you well, put there's a nothing lot wrong into- with that, though. I mean, yeah. it's all about I mean, it's your it's your podcast yeah. for a reason. It's all about what yeah. you want it to be and everything. Exactly. Like I yeah. like the content that we create. And I do think it takes a lot of work. So I can only imagine how much work it takes you to do what you do. Um, but you enjoy it. Like I I do like to look up stuff, but not a ton, at least not for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's another thing. So, you know, you, you want to make it fun still. So you don't want to like task yourself with like, oh, I got to do that this week. The only yeah. thing I'm like that, like that about is editing. Um, Me but- too. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, like, I'm already like watching these movies constantly. I'm already like listening to the director's commentary or yeah, watching the bonus stuff. So or reading essays on it. That's probably been like one of the other things. It's been just like yeah, there's so many essays on just like horror stuff. Yeah, like uh, it's just like so like it, it's crazy to to see how like academic the genre really is. Yeah, in like the literal sense, like 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 academics. Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from '74, academics love that movie, and it's like oh. crazy reading all of the interpretations and like the essays in it because, and it made me appreciate the movie so much more because the first time I watched it, I was like, "This is depraved." How did people enjoy this? <laughs> and like, I had to like keep, I like forced myself to keep watching it and watching it and watching yeah. it to like finally get it. And like, then reading, um these essays and there's like it even like inspired like academics in different countries to like write about this because oh, it's wow. like a because it's it's a very like americana movie yeah and so because it was very much like reflecting the political and social tension that was going on in like the 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 late 60s and early to mid 70s we go like a watergate going on in like vietnam and um there was no gas that's that's a huge plot point in the movie that's why they're stuck there in texas because they can't fill up and the progression of you know like blue collar jobs being replaced by machinery and like that's why this family does what they do and um it's just in in just it taking place in texas with the heat it's just so like this is it's very like rich and just like americana kind of like iconography and everything so oh. and, and I didn't pick that up the first time I watched it because yeah. I was just like so bamboozled by just like the cannibalism in it, you know. So okay. I'm gonna be honest, I've never seen the original one. No, <laughs> Caleb, okay. have you? No. <laughs> okay. I have a an episode idea where we could watch it and then Brecker could tell us about it. <laughs> yes. I love that. Okay. Yes. We'll put it yes. in the notes app. That'll be fun. Uh, you might be traumatized, but I'm yes. Okay. Um, I do love horror movies. Um, and I had two questions for you. Mm-hmm. One, what is the first horror movie that you remember seeing? And what age were you? Or and it doesn't have to be the very first one, but the first one mm-hmm. where you were I remember. like this is it. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. So, so that's different. So, first one, I was like, "This is, I." Oh, okay, yes. Um, the first, I'll, I'll just tell you, the very first horror movie I watched, like by myself, 
um, which is also the first episode I have on my show because I thought it would be a oh. fun like, starting point. Yeah. Um, is the 1999 remake of House on Haunted Hill. Okay. I remember. That one was actually really scary, especially if you watched that as a kid. Like, that was mm-hmm. I was, like, 13, I think, yeah. when I watched it. And I was, like, in, like, I didn't grow up, like, like, I've always been, like, fascinated by, like, horror and, like, really like, mystery. I've always been, like, yeah. very intrigued by mystery. Love Scooby-Doo and, and all that. But, uh. This is I... our third Scooby-Doo shout out within, like, a few weeks. <laughs> Love Scooby-Doo. But, um, I, um, for, for horror, you know, I didn't, like, grow up, like, watching horror. Like, my, there's no one in my family that was, like, hey, we're going to, like, these are the movies we're going to in- indoctrinate you into. If anything, yeah. it was... My dad indoctrinated me into like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, anything yeah. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> I was like the biggest T2 fan, like Terminator 2 fan while I was like in preschool. Um, but which is like kind of horror adjacent. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always had like just a like, curiosity in horror. And so to your original question, House on Haunted Hill from 1999, that was the first horror movie I watched by myself. And I, it terrified me. I was a scaredy cat <laughs> as a kid, man. Like I was so scared of like everything. And that movie scared the bejesus out of me. And just to like make people like roll their eyes even more. I didn't even watch it on a TV. I watched it on like my second generation iPod touch. Like, this, like oh my I, was God. Just, I was like this with headphones, just watching it. Okay. Um, but that I feel like is scary because you're, you're only staring at this tiny little screen. You ha- probably have headphones in, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're really like deep into it. Like nothing else is around you. So I can understand how that would be horrifying. <laughs> it was a formative, formative experience. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my second question is, what did you go to school for? Like, did you go to school for film? I wish. Um no, so my background is actually biology. Mm. Um, I got my bachelor's in biology. Uh, the specific degree was called uh, just uh, prof- like pre-professional, which is kind of like a catch-all. It's, okay. It kind of just means like this wasn't for med school, but like, it could be if you wanted to, but it could just be for like anything. Um, so it's kind of <laughs> like a generalist biology yeah. uh, degree. And then I went to grad school. And I studied Parkinson's disease for five years in a lab doing okay. uh, experimental research with drugs and gene work and things like that. And Was that uh, something that you just like happened to start doing specifically because you were just doing that? Or did you do so, it for any – sorry, so I don't the, know if that's a personal question. No, 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 no. That's a very fair question, something that I get all the time. And um, so for grad – so whenever you go to grad school in – you're doing research, you're very much at the mercy of whatever lab you get into. Okay. So it's kind of like whatever that lab studies, that's like, you know, what you're doing. So like I got into a neurodegenerative diseases lab and they studied specifically Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. So, okay. and it, it, and, you know, it wasn't for me, it wasn't so much like, oh, I'm going after all these like Parkinson's disease labs. I was just like, I just like want to get accepted somewhere. So, <laughs> yeah. so I was just like applying everywhere, you know, <laughs> I'll and I actually got it. into like um, a nice lab. Um, my PIs uh, didn't care for too much, but uh, that's a different story. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So for five years, I was doing uh, laboratory research on Parkinson's. Wow. 
you have lived a life, Brucker. You've done a lot, I feel like, <laughs> in it, a good way. And I feel exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love that response. And I feel exhausted. Um, okay. I have more questions. Caleb, do you have any questions? I feel like I am hijacking everything. No, no. Okay. Please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. I what was my other question? Oh, who would be like your dream person to have on your podcast? Mm. That's a good question. Besides Caleb. Um <laughs> <laughs> Let him say it. Don't bait him into it. You Let him say it. It's got to be natural. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he charges $1,000 per minute. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, damn. Well, I was going to say Caleb, but um, all right. Uh, no, no, you weren't. <laughs> honestly, like, this is going to be kind of, I don't, I don't know how people are going to think about this, but. J-Lo. It, no, <laughs> like it would be super cool, of course, to have you know, like a big name filmmaker, you know, like a Jordan Peele or you know, like Wes, Wes Craven, you know, RIP, or you know, uh, something like that. I was but there's make some a bad joke. I was gonna say that one would be especially impressive, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, that one would be <laughs> impressive. Uh, that might involve some AI, um, yeah, but <laughs> but um, I think that. Mine would be um I'm sorry, I kinda lost my train of thought, but sorry. <laughs> it's okay. The person who kinda woke me up to that like horror as a genre is like very rich and like it's a very rich text and something that deserves to be studied and that like it's very much rooted in the history of cinema. It's actually Chelsea Rebecca. I don't know if you know who that is. She is Oh, she's the host of the Dead Meat podcast. Um, okay, she's the wife of James A. Janese. I don't know if you know who that is. He's like a very famous um, horror YouTuber. Um, and anyways, so his his wife Chelsea Rebecca she runs a podcast, and it's like she has like some some episodes are like very analytical, very academic, and she just like does such a great job at like these deep dives into horror and just like you know really explaining everything and her interpretations and takes on movies i find fascinating so like i would just love to like pick her brain about the genre and everything kind of ask her questions like what you're asking me now like so that would honestly she would probably be like one of the people i would just love to talk to just because like she well, as I said, it would be super cool to talk to like a film, like a big dog filmmaker and everything. I, I just like appreciate, I appreciate the takes. I appreciate the history that she like appreciates with all of this and everything. So like, I just think that she would be like a super cool person to talk to and have on. So that's, that's who I would say. You should message her. Have you tried? Uh, I mean, uh, it's, I mean, like, I've definitely, I've like written emails to their show, you know, just, you know, cause you, that's like how you like request like movies for them to do or whatever. And kind of like, you know, but you know, they get like tens of thousands of emails, like, like every month, I'm sure. Um, cause I mean, every, I think he only has like, he's been doing dead meat since 2017 and Every single video, except for like maybe three right now, all have over a million views. 
So oh, like, wow. it's in like they're actually now producing a movie. So it's like oh it's been very cool to see their journey start yeah. out as like them as just doing YouTubing as like a part time gig, and now they've turned it into a whole production company. So like people like that are like very cool to see, and you kind of see like 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 they kind of like helped me in some senses kind of like understand like texas chainsaw was like something i've mentioned earlier was something i was stuck on and she was the one that like that in her podcast recommended some like essays and things like that i was like oh so there's like all like this information out there i could like go to so um yeah i don't know there's like people like that that uh, that kind of have acted as like pseudo educators for something like this i think it'd be really cool to to speak with speak to i think Maybe both work. Yeah. Um, would you ever read an essay on the wedding planner? I thought it. I honest. I almost. <laughs> I almost googled seeing if that existed. Um, but yeah. I, I, I would be interested to see what essay is out there. It's yeah. probably deconstructing the movie in like this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But um, yeah. If if it has good takes, I'll read it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Caleb. Have I asked you this question before? I feel like I have. Who would you want to get on the podcast? Bruce Willis. Uh, okay. No. I'll try. Uh, <laughs> I'll DM him. <laughs> Does he have social media? Um, I don't know who I would want on the podcast because it's always just such a joy to have. I can't even get it out. I can't even say your name, Lauren. No. Uh, <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> um. Who would you have? Because let me think. Let me. Okay. Oh, you're. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, I don't know. I'm really bad at this. I feel like I'm the worst person <laughs> with names. I've said it before, though. Um. I maybe I have. I would say Conan O'Brien. He is like one of my heroes. I love him. I think it would be so fun to have him on. I know that that's like not ever going to happen in a million years, but I don't know. I don't really have anyone else. That I could think of. I'm bad I thought of who I want. Okay, who? You're going to say my sister. I don't even need to say it then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it so she knows. Marissa. Okay. She's, we'll see. Um, I'll ask her, but we'll see what she says. Um, Caleb, what is the first horror movie that you've seen? Poltergeist. Uh saw that I was very young um, and we had outside of my window was the, was a giant and oh. still is a gigantic big tree. Um, so not plus ultra, um, <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, it was, I think that is what started me down the path of, I don't think I'm going to watch any more horror movies. Um, and you, you kind of dust that off, dusted that off. And I and, know I'm and... sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> Can you name a horror movie that you really like? Uh, yes. Um, that's not a horror movie. Uh, do, 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 do. uh the the one. Um, nope. Okay. <laughs> Is it nope? Is it the movie nope? Oh no no no. no. Um, I I will say one of my. I don't. I think this is more gore than horror. Army of Darkness. I did oh, like yeah, the original Evil Dead, too. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Um, so is then, it is it like the campy stuff that you really like? Yes. Okay, I, yeah, I love that. camp. I love campy. Uh, you should um, 
if you like that, it, it's it's campy in a very different sense. But have you seen Sleepaway Camp? He has. Have we made we? him watch it for this show. <laughs> okay, just real quick, like thumbs up or thumbs down. It's okay if it's a thumbs down. He won't offend me. It was in the middle it's because a, I was. Mm. It's a thumbs yeah. up for me. I love. I love it. that movie. It's so fun. <laughs> um, I have a sticker on my water bottle that says "Eat shit and live." And it yes. is my favorite thing. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. It really is. I love I don't know. I just love pretty much any horror movie. I have low expectations at all times. I'm just happy to see something. <laughs> right. I don't think all of them are good, right, but I yeah. like to watch them all. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. no, there's there's plenty I've watched that I don't like. <laughs> what is the worst one that you've seen? Like you will tell people not to watch it. You see oh. this movie walking in the street and it is on sight. <laughs> mm. 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 <laughs> trying to think. Um, you could list a few. It doesn't have to just be one. God, the thing is, like, <laughs> I, even if I don't like it, I like, it's very rare for me to be like, oh, don't check it out because like, okay. I think everybody should like make their own opinions. Not um, me. And there's like something to like about most art, not all. Yeah. Um, no. I'm trying to think of one. Oh, okay. One that I absolutely did not like, and you might hate me for this, Lauren, was, and again, I'm not <laughs> telling people to not check it out or anything, but it was that Fear Street 1994 one, the first one. Yeah. I, <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> I really disliked that movie for so many reasons. Um, Tell us. But uh, so Scream is my favorite horror movie or mm-hmm. movie. And Fear Street, that first one, was very much aping Scream to, like, like there's a crazy level of, like, how much that they were replicating that movie. And, like, it's totally fine yeah. to be influenced and be inspired by something. But, yeah. like, you know, the, the opening sequence is, like, almost the exact same. Yeah. The score is identical. They even hired the same composer. And when you play the the songs next to each other, you could, it's you almost cannot tell what it is. Um, the 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 types of jokes, the there was very much kind of like a poor man's stew mocker in it. Um, it it was it was just so poorly done, or I don't want to say poorly done. That's not fair. It was done in a way that felt so hollow, and that like yeah, if you're going to mimic a source material or movie so much you better at least add to the conversation in fear street because like scream is you know it's a meta movie and it's very much talking about the state of horror movies at that time it's a time capsule and it's like it's talking about itself and like i was like okay well like maybe this because as i was watching okay maybe they're going to get into like the books like the fear street books or just like the state of horror for kids and youth horror and or something like like just talking about things like that but it was none of that and it wasn't really speaking to it wasn't adding to the conversation at all so it's just like if you're going to be like copying a movie so much like this you better at least bring your own thoughts to the table so that's why i don't like it i agree and i think i saw a tweet where it was like um 
because I think the director or writer or someone was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we wanted to pl- pay homage to Scream in this one. And someone was like, well, there's a difference between paying homage and then just flat out copying everything. Like, Exactly. Like, there's so, no subtlety in it. Yes. And, so did um, you watch the other two? I did not. I was like, okay. I was pretty turned off. I did not. And that yeah. the director writer that you're talking about, she was also a writer for the MTV Scream series. So she All was right. like, so I was like, okay, you, you picked a lane and you ran with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you ran with it. Um, yeah, I would say the, what is it? 1978, the second one, um, heavily is influenced by, what is it? Friday the 13th. I could not think of the name. And then the last one, I did feel like it was different, but, um, yeah, I did not love the Fear Street movies. I wish they did more fear street things in it it just felt like they slapped the name on it um to bring in a crowd and it did yeah yeah so i didn't get any merch out of it so that was the most disappointing (laughs) thing (laughs) like they didn't make anything i feel like (laughs) that's all i wanted bare minimum (laughs) oh by the way the way that you were talking about the shutter thing i was thinking i could message chilies and see if i could get anything because we talk about chilies on here probably more often than most podcasts <laughs> that would be i've never heard of a podcast being sponsored by chilies yeah, and that would just be hilarious and you should like really like like twist their arm and be like all right well if you say no we're going to charlie's like <laughs> okay yes applebee's we'll go to applebee's yes um okay what's that other one uh, tgi fridays yeah the one oh my god okay me and caleb actually hate on TG- <laughs> tgi fridays the one that we both know closed down was it because of covid really? or something else no i think something it's because it was a tgi friday <laughs> uh. yeah it closed down it's right across from a chick-fil-a and one day i was at chick-fil-a <laughs> And there's a huge there's a huge banner on the side of the building that says why cluck around in the drive-thru <laughs> come in here and eat and then they're closed completely so the end of an era yeah they're Hopefully like on Sundays we're praying for there. your death TGI Fridays yeah <laughs> um but yeah RIP to them I don't know what <laughs> oh Chili's I'll message them I'll clip together us talking about chilies. This is I don't even edit this much for the show because literally, like, I'm just gonna edit out me making noises. Oh my god! Even if chilies doesn't, that's great content. You just making a chilies supercut of all the stuff you've done and just putting that like on on Instagram Reels or Twitter. Oh my god! Or not Twitter. We TikTok. should. Okay, I'll do the it. Chili supercut. Uh, chili supercut. Caleb, uh, that, that's that's your next job. That's what yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm really excited to be doing this we have to get the chili's ceo (laughs) onto the podcast that's my dream guest (laughs) oh it's funny that you think that it's actually like a human being running it and not three kids in a trench coat (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i would still love to have them on (laughs) it might take a little bit more work but <laughs> could so you funny. imagine that episode? I would die. <laughs> Even if yeah. I didn't get anything free, the experience you, alone is enough. 
she had like the whole bit of like, so why did you really kick out Pam from from Chili's? Like, like that wasn't like a one night thing. Like, 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 that was like a multiple offense sort of thing, right? Like, yes, <laughs> yes. I would ask them, um, what is the recipe for the salsa? Because it is okay. so good. Caleb's like, all right, yeah, yeah. You should still <laughs> interview them, like how you just did to me. He's like, so, what's your favorite horror movie? Just, <laughs> just like nothing related to restaurants. Just yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I would do like, okay, what is your favorite dry rub for baby back ribs? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, are you a chili stan? No, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, I'll. What? That's I mean, the thing that offends me on this podcast. I mean, like, I'm not, I don't know what the opposite of a stan is, but like, I'm not like a hater of chilies. Okay. I'm just not like a, I mean, like, their two for one beers are great. So you have to try their cherry Coke. <laughs> their cherry Coke. <laughs> It'll change your life. Is their cherry Coke different from other cherry Coca Colas that I could get somewhere else? Probably not, but <laughs> they do grenadine. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I would say there's was it like there's Southwest egg egg rolls. I mean, like you know, the, oh, those the, are good. Their <laughs> staples are fine. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to it. I had a very like lonely like day. The last time I went to it, Chili's, I went by myself. Um, I think I had like a day off or something. I just like. I had like a Chili's gift card for some reason. I was like, oh, I'll just go there. And yeah. we can never, my wife, she's uh, she, she's gluten-free, so they don't have anything there really. So it's, so I was like, okay, well, <laughs> she's not with me, so I could finally go to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> she's not with me. I can finally go to Chili's. It sounds like um, the plot to a rom-com. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, um, have you seen uh, the hall pass? I have not, Caleb. Oh, because Caleb, like, re- refresh my memory. Isn't that something? Isn't that like a sticking point? Like, they they argue whether or not TGI Fridays or Chili's is the better spot to go pick up women. I think so. Yeah. Um, as two married men, before you were married, would you? Which one would you pick? Chili's, no question. Yeah, Chili's. Why not Fridays? Well, um, <laughs> my roommate and I in college, uh, I'm pretty sure we took one down um, because Fridays did that like really stupid gimmick of um, I, I'm surprised I have like a very thorough answer for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Who would have thought co- you would ever need to answer a question like no, this? No, you're like you're like unburying, like we are exhuming memories I, I haven't thought this. of in years. So like uh, the year was I think 2015. I'm not kidding. And um, is when TGI Fridays did that thing where it was like bottomless appetizers. And one of their appetizers are chicken wings. Yeah. So me and my roommate, and you know, we're like college, like undergrads, you know, we're broke. So like, hey, let's go to Chili's. We'll order one order of appetizer wings and we'll just eat all night, man. And we're like, oh my God, Fridays is so dumb. Like, like we're going to make (laughs) them go. So anyways, we go 
and th- th- they're catching on to the ruse very quickly. And um, so we order, we're like, so what would you like? So oh, I have a water. He has a water. And uh, one order of <laughs> appetizer wings. And oh my like, God. Just one? We're like, yeah. Like, okay. So they bring it out. And it's like five small wings or something yeah. like that. And we just go, you know what? You know, we're going to do like that bottomless thing. So you just like keep them coming. They're like, you have to finish the plate for us to like put it in the next order. We're like, oh, okay. Okay. If you, if you want to play this song and dance, fine. Yeah. Like, like, Five like, we're wings not, between two people. We'll we'll die on this hill. But the thing is, it's, it's like they don't put in the order until like the plate is clean. So it's like there's like a 10 to 12 minute delay in between servings, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, all right, if you want to play this game, I'll sit here for like two hours and eat. 10 wings or whatever but yeah. <laughs> yeah how many plates of wings did you have uh, an embarrassing amount um <laughs> but uh and i'm not kidding within six weeks that friday's was closed it was you did you go to the one that's by my house <laughs> is that what happened <laughs> brucker takes down fridays <laughs> yes brucker and roommate takes down fridays bottomless wings yeah <laughs> Turns out there is a bottom. (laughs) (laughs) How was your stomach after that? Uh, Lovely. It was great. I did. I was. I was. I was was a champ. I was doing good. I was on top of the world because you know I was. (laughs) I was twenty one, and you know I was invincible. You could do anything. You know when you're twenty (laughs) one. Yeah, you're you're bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you now? Twenty nine. Oh, okay. You're close to our age. We're thirty one. We are an entity. We are an entity. <laughs> um, I love he, how Caleb's just like, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> no. he's having a great time right now. I know that Caleb is not talking a lot, but he's having a great time. <laughs> just Lauren explaining your emotions to me. He's having a fun time. I promise. He, we're an entity. I promise. Tell him. Tell the guest, Caleb. Tell him what a good time you're having. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> um, whenever I text Caleb asking him to do something, I send the knife emoji at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so bizarre that like you are this like horror fan and everything. Because like you like seem like uh, not not that like horror fans are unpleasant or anything like that. But oh. I don't know. Like because like you seem very uh like it, it looks like you've just been in a room watching Powerpuff Girls for like ten years, and like know, you just probably. walked out to to record this. So like, <laughs> thank you. I really love that. That is a good compliment. If it is fun, <laughs> and I'm pleasant. Who would have? Uh, yeah, Caleb eyes said, dark, Who would have thought? Straight to Caleb, just, be like answer. I know. I'm answer, like, does he disagree? Tell him <laughs> the knife emoji. <laughs> No, I grew up watching horror. Um, I remember seeing like um, Goosebumps movies, of course. Um, Are you afraid of the dark? Terrified Um, me. Yes, I think that was way scarier than Goosebumps in retrospect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I remember watching like Candyman, Nightmare on Elm Street. (gasps) Did you ever watch uh, the Ice Cream Man? Oh no! But it's I know bad. what you're talking about. I want to yeah. watch it with Caleb. It's like a I cult think he would hate it. Yeah, <laughs> poor him. <laughs> I wish I could remember that actor's name because he's like in stuff. Yeah, he was in one of the Austin Powers movies. Um, Michael Myers. <laughs> yep, that's the guy. Thank you oh. for reminding me. <laughs> um, How could I forget that that's who it was in that he, film? 
he was also in just because like we're not too far away from the holidays. He was also in that Jim Carrey How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the mayor's like little like his lackey. henchman. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. call him. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. He was um, the guy. He was like he pre- he pre- his whole existence in Whoville was to just like serve the mayor. Um, okay. uh, he's like. He, I don't know. He's like cleaning his shoes and everything. Um, it, like when, um, if this jogs your memory, it, when the the Grinch, uh, when they're at the the, the Hoovalation. Oh my god, I know this movie by heart. Um, <laughs> when they're at the Hoovalation and the Grinch goes like crazy, because um, you know he like shaves the the hair off of the the mare. His pawn does like the same thing to himself. Uh, if you can like oh, picture I love that, that moment. Um, his name is. Clint Howard. Um, oh, he, oh, he's Ron Howard's brother, and he directed that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it, and he's five seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the worst movie that I've made you watch, Caleb? Um, and don't say Steel Magnolias. No, no, no. no. Okay, there were there were a lot of enjoyable. It had Benny in it. Um, <laughs> from the mummy <laughs> um worst movie um, 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 um you hated it the most uh i don't know That's... i don't know either i can't remember what we've watched on this show <laughs> the way brecker is like yeah it was my first episode i'm like i don't know what we've done <laughs> <laughs> jog my memory <laughs> You could tell me some movie we haven't done, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I remember that." <laughs> I actually think, just because it's fresh in my mind, I'd probably say Dodgeball, just because it was like I didn't make mm. you watch that; you picked it. I know, but I <laughs> we are one, Lauren. Oh yeah, we're we, are, we are one. That's so funny. <laughs> we I'm are... sure she didn't answer for you. Yeah. I know, huh? Don't um, y'all share a stomach or something like this? <laughs> <laughs> we do. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like that either. What are your thoughts on the movie Dodgeball? <laughs> I like it, but I I I don't know when y'all first watched it, but I watched it when I was young, you know, like in high school, younger than maybe. Um, so, you know, as a adolescent crappy kid, that movie is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had never um, seen it until Caleb made me watch it. Nobody um, makes me bleed my own blood. Um, <laughs> we talked about that. It's <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I did. You listen to, and it's okay. Oh wait, you did. I was gonna say if you listen to any of our Justin Long uh, movies. In yeah, January. yeah. I listened to your Barbarian episode. Yes, which is um, great. By the way, thank you. I appreciate. That. <laughs> um, we're hoping to do a Justin Long. Uh, like month year. thing every January. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna watch it all year. We do like just in June as well. Just in July. Just in oh, March. It's just a summer, Justin. <laughs> yeah. <Jamarch. laughs> um. Okay. I think I don't have any more questions. Caleb, do you have questions? Yes. Uh, that aren't related to aliens. I have no further questions. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brucker, where can people find you if you want to be found? 
Yes, uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brucker Horror, and that is spelled B-R-U-C-K-E-R-H-O-R-R-O-R. And you can listen to my podcast, Autopsy of a Horror Movie, uh, anywhere you find podcasts. And currently, I am in my office recording with you two, so I hope that you aren't there. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I do have another question. <laughs> Sorry to yes, take okay. right this. No, this, per usual say, this at is, the end of an episode. This is very fun because, like, I never get questions like this. You know, so oh. like, it, it, it's fun to, to to dish. You know. Oh, dish. Um, <laughs> Brecker dishes. <laughs> um, how did you get your name? Like, I know you probably were named it, um, but <laughs> I was named it. Yes. Um, where so, where did it come from? Because I've never heard this name before. So my full name is John Brucker Nurse Jr. And um, what's your dad- social security number? It's a one, two, three, four. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um. So, I, yeah, Junior, I'm I'm obviously named after my named after my dad, but my dad goes by John, and okay. I've I've gone by Brucker my whole life. My mom wanted me to be different, and Brucker is my grandmother's maiden name. Oh my god, I love this. So yeah, that's where that comes from. And while we're just to vamp even more on like my family history, um, just because I. Uh, it doesn't come up a whole lot, but it's fine. So the so on my dad's side, still the nurses, um, the Salem witch trials. Uh, oh, I don't know if you guys ever read like the Crucible or like had to like learn about the Salem witch trials at all. But I am a descendant of Rebecca Nurse, who was one of the witches killed during the Salem witch trial. Oh my god! And her, she had two sisters. They were also accused of witchcraft, and their names were Sarah, um, Sarah, Rebecca, and uh, I think Mary, and which were the three sisters that inspired the Sanderson sisters in Hocus Pocus. That is so crazy. How did you find all of this out? So the Rebecca nurse thing, my family is just that's like kind of like been passed down, you know, for like a long time. But um, I was. Uh, I'm partnered with this website called Horror Press, and I was reading one of their articles on The Conjuring. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but uh, yeah. the main demon witch person in it, Bathsheba. I mean, it, it's it's based on like an actual person, but it's like a very fictional telling. Like this person like wasn't a witch or whatever, but in the lore of the movie, so like not like in real life, but the lore of the movie, Bathsheba is a descendant of Rebecca Nurse. And they oh. kind of did like this deep dive in like this research article talking about it's like, holy shit, I did not know that was like inspired by that. Um, so, uh, yeah. And her, she was like very, Rebecca, she was very old. Uh, she was like in her 70s at that point. So this was like, you know, the late 1600s when the witch trials happened. So she was very old for her age, had many children, had like a lot of property, which, you know, the witch trials was all, you know, political anyways. But um, she was hung and her sons um, went and like recovered the body uh, at night to like have like a proper burial. And then like they lived on and they started a farm in Massachusetts and that farm's like still operating today. 
and which I didn't even know about until a couple years ago. So, and like my grandparents went and like visited it and everything. So it was like, cool. You could like go there and like buy stuff with like nurse. It just says like, it says like our last name on it. It's spelled differently than it was back then. But uh, yeah, so um, you, you've had a, a descendant of one of the same list trials on your podcast. Now, wow. So. <laughs> Honestly, you have been so fun to interview and ask questions about. Like, I think this has been so fun. And like, I don't know. No wonder well, you're so, so exhausted. I'm oh. tired all the time, but <laughs> that too. just might be my genes. <laughs> Honestly, same here. I'm like, I need more iron probably. <laughs> um, no, this has been so interesting. You've, you're a very fun guest to have. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I was so scared to come on. Oh. Again, like I said, I was like so worried. I was like, I really hope this isn't like a cherished nostalgic movie oh, for no. them. <laughs> even if it was you can hate on it um <clears throat> i am the youngest of three so i'm used to that <laughs> and then um i'm sure caleb is used to it from me <laughs> i'm also the youngest of three <gasps> wow Ooh. we are an entity <laughs> we are one one with the cast um, um go ahead I do have a question for Brucker. Uh, next time we ask you where you can be found, can you say, if you don't want to look at my Instagrams, just pick up a fucking textbook and you'll find me <laughs> under witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's so funny. Um, oh my God. Did, so I think earlier you mentioned someone who worked on this movie also worked on Hocus Pocus 2. Were you oh, like, yeah. we're all connected? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, we're, just, we're bringing that back full circle. Yes. Um, okay. Caleb, what's the next thing that we're doing? He plugged his thing. Do we plug? Where did we leave off? I'm going to ask you where people okay, can thanks. find you. <laughs> this hey, will Lauren, be where can people find you if you want to be found? <laughs> they can find me at x99 Fear Street on Instagram. I still have not posted. Caleb. Hey. <laughs> Where can people find you or us as an entity if we want to be found? You can find me clipped in. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, you keep making me do this bit. I mean, I don't, but do it. You already started it. <laughs> She's kind of scary. <laughs> On Peloton. <laughs> Yeah, she's real pleasant. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm dying. Uh, or you can find us uh, as part of the cast um, at Swapping Horror Stories Pod um, on Instagram. And this is where I want to make my pitch to Marissa. Marissa, if you come on the podcast, I would be willing to share with you every last product that I put in my hair. She won't care. You don't know that yet. Just I do. tell her. Okay. <laughs> Just... <laughs> she won't care. Okay, bye. <laughs>